206 in your hymnal, if you'd stand with me as we sing, Oh, say, but I'm glad. Are you glad tonight? Are you glad to be in church? Amen. Oh, say, I'm glad. Amen. We'll sing the first and the last verse, all right? There is a song in my heart today. church Wednesday night with God's people. Let's have a word of prayer as we begin. Amen. Father, thank you so much for each of us being able to be here today. Thank you for the way you love us and you care for us. Thank you for salvation, which is everything to us. Thank you for heaven. And thank you for those that have gone on before us. And we look forward to the day we'll get to go there. Bless our service tonight. Fill Brother Yule with the power of your Holy Spirit as he preaches to us tonight that uh, we'll receive the blessing that you have set for us through the preaching of the word tonight, for we ask it in Jesus' name, amen. Thank you. You may be seated. You say, where's preacher? Preacher's taking some well-earned time off, amen, with all the things that's been happening with his mom passing away, his dad passing away, taking care of all those things there. We've had things in the church going on here. It's been very, very busy. And so I'm glad he had a chance to get away for a little while. He'll be back tomorrow. He's not taking a lot of time away, but he'll be back tomorrow. So pray for them as they travel tomorrow as well. All right. Number 442. Shall we gather at the river? Number 442. If you'll sing well, you can stay seated. Amen. All right. We'll sing the first and the last verses. All right. All right. Here we go. Shall we gather at the river where bright angels' feet have trod, where the crystal tide forever flows by the throne of God? Yes, we'll gather at the river, the beautiful, the beautiful river. Gather with the saints at the river. Does anybody need a prayer list tonight? Did you anybody need a prayer list? You didn't get one right over here. I need someone to get a prayer list over here. 
Over here, we need a prayer list over here. Back over there, two over here. Going once, going twice. Do I hear 20? Do I hear 25? Oh. <laughs> All right. Any, keep your hand up so they know where to go. Amen. If you need a prayer list, keep your hand up. Anybody else need a prayer list over here needs a prayer list? So you guys got to come in the same door and then never figure it out. Right over here? Amen. Right over here? Need a prayer list? Anybody else? Anyone else need a prayer list? Good. Pray for the folks on the prayer list. All right. Let's. Oh, no. <laughs> a lot of people to pray for on our prayer list. One that's not on there is the Davis family. The Davis family. That's Mallory's family. Her, her brother uh, passed away unexpectedly uh, the other day. And so uh, he also cares for her mother uh, who has needs help. And so uh, there's a lot of things that are going on there. Uh, so please pray for Miss Mallory and the Davis family and the going home of her brother. Amen. So please pray for them. Of course, pray for Preacher as he's out. There's many people on our prayer list. Uh, continue to pray for Erica. She's doing well. She's still working hard. Her walking has improved. And I hope you tell her that when you notice it. Amen. Because it has improved. I know it's encouraging when you hear it from other people. Continue to pray for, uh, pray for Mrs. Fenwick. And Joe got to be with here. Joe Razzo got to be with here on Sunday. And he's walking uh, kind of uh, with some crutches. And so continue to pray for him as he recovers from his surgery. Uh, continue to pray for Brother Ron Wortham. Uh, we're glad that he's here tonight, but continue to pray for him and uh, um, uh, pray for uh, uh, Miss Brenda. She's recovering. She's in uh, therapy, and they're trying to break all the other bones in her body as they're in therapy. So I'll uh, be praying for her, if you would, please. Of course, Lexi Clark, is uh, uh, who's expecting, amen, we're having a, a don't forget about the, the uh, 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 shower we're going to have for them for the baby shower for her coming up. Please see it in the bulletin. Uh, continue to pray for the Carlisles. Both of them keep having surgeries. Amen. So pray for both of them. Uh, there's a pastor on here named Gary Coleman. Gary Coleman uh, has been a pastor in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, I don't know, probably 50 years. And he's semi-retired. He's not the pastor of the church anymore. Uh, but he's been very ill, and we've been asked to pray for him, so continue to pray for him. There's others on our prayer list. Don't forget to pray uh, about our, for our pastor, for the soul winning outreach. Hey, pray for our government. Amen. They finally figured out that they need a leader in the house and figured somebody out. Somebody, nobody else seems to know. Uh, but uh, we got a speaker of the house, and uh, uh, pray for our president. He needs to get saved. Uh, God needs to grab his heart and shake it hard. Amen. Uh, pray for our Supreme Court justices that they'll stand up uh, when nobody else wants to stand. Stand for our Constitution. That's their only job is to stand up for the Constitution. Uh, not be a Republican or Democrat. Not to have an agenda. But just to stand for what the Constitution says. And enforce it. Pray for our state and local governments. Amen. We got an election coming up. Uh, no, uh, the first... Uh, thir uh, Thursday, Tuesday, next Tuesday, the 7th of November. Uh, um, one of the things we're going to vote on is um, uh, your property taxes going down. And you need to get in and vote for the, what the Congress has passed on that. Uh, and so you need to look up what your, what your area has that you need to vote on. It's important to vote. This is when things get in 
that we don't even know how they got there. That's what we say. How did we get this? Because there was an election that nobody really paid attention to, and nobody went to the polls. Nobody found out what was being voted on in the area. So those that did know, and they wanted their thing to pass, they made sure they told as many people as possible to get their thing to pass. And so this happens in our country all the time in state and local governments. Uh, so please, uh, uh, if you haven't uh, uh, thought about voting, right now is early voting, okay? Uh, so if you want to go and vote early, that's good. If not, it's Tuesday, the 7th of November, amen? So uh, be, be praying that God's will would be carried out by, by his people as we go to the voting booth, amen? We may not be voting for people for office, but we are voting on constitutional changes in the state of Texas, quite a few of them, in fact. Uh, if you don't know what those are, uh, you need to check them out, all right? Don't forget to continue to pray for the, our first responders, amen, that we have on our prayer list, and, uh, and family members and so on like that. So let's have a word of prayer. We'll also pray for our offering today. Yes. And uh, again, Pastor and I want to thank everybody for Pastor's Appreciation Day on Sunday. It came as a, uh, a shock to me and preacher. Uh, but. <laughs> It seems, like, it seems to be hard to find something that we don't know about, but we didn't know about it. And so you guys did a really good job, and thank you so much. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your kindness to us in giving us the privilege of being able to come to you at any time, anywhere, in prayer. And not only come to you, but you hear us, and you answer our prayer. You've promised Call unto me, and I will answer thee, and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. And you've said that in your word. And so we come to you about these different things, those that are, are healing up. Thank you for Miss Brenda. Continue to help her be with the Carwiles as they continue to, to uh, recover. Be with uh, uh, Lexi Clark as she's uh, preparing yet to give birth, and others in our church that are getting ready to give birth. Please be with them and encourage them. Continue to help Joseph Razo to, to, to heal up. Be with Miss Fenwick. We thank you for her. In the times that she's been able to be with us of late, please uh, bless her and encourage her. Give her doctors wisdom. Continue to be with uh, Jerry Johnson, uh, who uh, uh, got hurt yesterday. I ask that you continue to give her body strength and give her wisdom uh, of what needs to be done. Be with Erica as she continues to heal. Uh, we thank you for Brother Maker, who's so faithful on Sunday mornings. Brother and Mrs. Maker, continue to give him strength as he goes through these cancer, uh, as he goes through cancer, uh, and as your perfect will would be done in his life. We ask that you be with, uh, continue with be with Brother Ron. We love him very much. We thank you that he's here tonight. Continue to bless him and help him and guide him and direct his doctors and those around him. And be with Gary and Mary Lund as Brother Gary continues to fight for his life. Give him strength. Thank you for the days that he's been able to be with us in our church. Father, I ask that you do something that I can't do, that no one in this building can do, that no one in this world can do except you. And that's to convince and convict our president of his need to be saved. I don't want him to go to hell. But if he doesn't receive you as Savior, that's where he's going to go. You don't want him to go to hell. That's why you died on the cross. So please do what must be done in his heart and in his life to convince and convict him of his need to be saved. That he would receive you as Savior and you would transform his life. Continue to be with our Senate and the House, I ask Lord, that you'd work in the hearts and the lives of those senators and, and representatives, that uh, your will would be carried out through them. Thank you for our Supreme Court justices. Father, give them courage and strength in a, in a dark time to stand for the truth that our Constitution represents. 
Thank you for our governor and our mayors of our cities around here that we, uh, uh, that we deal with folks from those areas. Thank you for their city councils and help us uh, to stand for truth uh, through our school boards and, and our local state and government offices. Be with our elections that are coming up. And Father, only your will be done. Be with Brother Gene Harmon as he continues to struggle with cancer treatments uh, of um, uh, radiation. Uh, he's got a, a whole lot more yet to go through. Please give him strength. Be with the Merlot family as they work with Sarah. And Father, more than anything, I just want to thank you for loving us. Thank you for giving us this time to pray. Thank you for giving us heaven. That day we get to look forward. And Lord, I look forward and I ask you to come quickly, Lord Jesus. I look forward to the day that that trump shall sound and the dead in Christ shall rise. And we that are alive and remain will be caught up together to meet you in the air. Oh, what a wonderful day that will be. I ask, Lord, that you'd hasten that day for your glory and honor. I ask one more thing that we didn't talk about on our prayer list today, but I ask that you be with the nation of Israel. Give them wisdom and guidance and victory. Uh, and Father, may it come quickly and easily and, and completely that your name would be magnified and glorified. Now, Lord, I ask that you bless the rest of the service, bless our offering as we give it here in just a moment, for we ask it in Jesus' name, amen. If you have an offering, come and give it right now, if you would, please. give you a couple announcements as you turn to hymn number 269 number 269 don't forget about lexi clark's uh, baby shower on november 11th don't forget about soul warning this saturday morning 9 30 in the morning i want to encourage you to be here don't forget about our men's uh, and ladies work day coming up mark uh, november 4th amen we have a work day we need everybody to help us that can that's on november 4th all right more announcements if you didn't get a bulletin uh, i'll give you mine uh so number two 69, where could I go but to the Lord? Let's all stand as we sing this song together. <clears throat> where could I go but to the Lord? We'll sing the first and the last verse. Amen. I love so dear Comfort I get from God's own word 
have the privilege tonight of having Brother Yule come and preach for us. Brother Yule, you come. this evening and just giving honor to the Lord and also just uh, to the pastor in his absence for allowing uh, me another opportunity to, to share a message with you this evening. Amen. 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 So what we're going to do is that we're going to turn to uh, 1 John 1. 1 John 1. 1 John 1. Now if you start in the back of your Bibles, it'll be easier to get to it that way because you, you have Revelation, you have Jude, you have 3 John, 2 John, and then 1 John. All right, that's the easiest way to get the, the easiest way I find to get the first John. Amen. Even though I'm having a hard time getting to it now. First John 1 and 5. First John 1 and 5. Are we there? Amen. Amen. And it reads as follows. It says, this then is the message which we have heard of him and declare unto you. That God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. Amen. Amen. Now, um, I don't have a topic for tonight. But if I did, it would be called, Why I Do Not Celebrate Halloween. Why I Do Not Celebrate Halloween. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, Lord. Father, I just pray right now, Lord, that you just uh, bless your people, Lord, who hazarded the wet and rainy uh, conditions, Lord, to be here tonight, Lord. And, of course, uh, they didn't come to hear from me, but they came to hear from you. Lord, even though I do plan to make uh, my personal testimony a part of this message, Father, I just pray, Lord, you just hide me behind the cross and that your people be strengthened by this message tonight. And we ask it in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Now, let me do a... Uh, you may be seated. You may be seated. Let me do. Well, I was ready to jump to the disclaimer. I was ready to jump real quick on the disclaimer because I am not the minister of your household. I am not here to condemn anyone who celebrates Halloween with his or her family. I am not here to make an official Central Park Baptist Church statement about Halloween. I am here to share with you tonight why I and our household does not celebrate Halloween. Okay? All right, just want to make sure. I don't want anybody here leaving saying, Brother Shelton said that if you celebrate Halloween, you're going to die and go to hell. No, I didn't say that. I'm just here tonight and going to show you scriptural, biblical reasons why I do not celebrate Halloween. So what we'd like for you to do first is if you could turn to Proverbs, the eighth chapter. Now, the, probably the best way to get there is to turn to the, the middle of your Old Testament. The book of Psalms is, is the biggest book. Uh, you have Ezra, Nehemiah, Esther, 
and Job before that, but when you get to Psalms, we want you to turn to Proverbs. It'll be to your right. If you wind up in Ecclesiastes, the Song of Solomon, you've gone too far to your right. Proverbs, the eighth chapter. Proverbs, the eighth chapter. And while you're going there, I'm going to read for you a statement from the high priestess of the Church of Satan. Okay? Here's what the high priestess of the Church of Satan, this is a natural organization that's been in existence for at least 57 years officially. The Satan worshipers have been around for thousands of years, of course. But here's what the high priestess of the Church of Satan, this is on their, their churchofsatan.org website. This is what the high priestess of the Church of Satan has to say. Halloween is traditionally a time when the obscure portal into the realms of darkness, death, and the supernatural is thrown open. Demons and spirits have free reign for one night, cavorting, enticing us into their revels and revealing glimpses into the future. As a child drawn to darker passions from birth, I always delighted in the fear and fantasies of Halloween. It gives the most mundane people the opportunity to taste wickedness for one night. They have a chance to dance with the devil. Halloween is to the Satan worshiper as Easter and Christmas is to the believer. This is their highest, I don't want to say holy, but their highest unholy holiday. All right? And they know that they have an excuse to do wicked, wickedness at no other time other than right now, this week. Okay? And, I, and I'll give you a quick example of what I mean by that. You can have a neighbor. Your neighbor uh, takes a, a fake dead body and puts a noose around it and hangs it from the tree in August. You're probably going to call the cops on them. Because you're saying, this person's intimidating me. Why are they doing this? But Halloween time, they can hang up that same effigy. Oh, it's okay. It's just Halloween. <laughs> you see, the, 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 the Church of Satan people know that they can get away with stuff during this time of year that normally we wouldn't allow them to get away with. All right? Okay? And so what I want to do here is uh, I also want to give you a, a, another uh, quote from a, from a different source here. It says, Because ye have said, we have made a covenant with death, and with hell are we at agreement. When the overflowing scourge shall pass through, it shall not come unto us, for we have made lies our refuge, and under falsehood have we hid ourselves. That's actually Isaiah 28 and 15. What's the point? The point is, is that when a hater of God sees a child of God, they shouldn't get giddy and excited during this time of year thinking that the child of God is going to join them in their wickedness and join them as it says, quote, unquote, dance with the devil for one night. All right? When a hater of God sees me, I want them to throw up. I want them to be upset. I want them to have a headache. I want them to toss and turn. I want them to not be able to sleep at night. I want them to be miserable. 
The only time I would want to bring any joy to the hater of God is if I'm introducing them to Christ. But other than that, I want them to be totally upset. Because I, I don't want to join in, in any wickedness with them. And, and this, is, this is just me talking why I do not celebrate, I in our household do not celebrate Halloween. Okay, this, this, this is just, just, I'm talking about myself, giving you my, my own personal testimony. Because the reality is, the reality is, is that from the time I was eight years old, even up until adulthood, outside of Thanksgiving, Christmas, and Independence Day, Halloween was one of my most favorite times of the year because I was a prankster, not making excuses, but I used to enjoy hiding behind the hedges, waiting for the trick-or-treaters to walk down the sidewalk, jumping out, yelling boo, and having them scatter like roaches when the lights come on. <laughs> I, got, I got a kick out of that. A good old knee-slapping kick out of that, all right? But as I began to observe things happening in this world, and I, as I began to labor more and more in reading my Bible and reading the scriptures, the Holy Spirit has convicted me yeah, yeah. that I should not celebrate Halloween. There has to be some growth. You, you grow physically. There has to be some spiritual growth, too. What did Paul say? Paul said that when I was a child, I spoke as a child, I understood as a child, I thought as a child, but when I became a man, I put away childish things. First Thessalonians 5.22, you don't have to turn there, I'll just read it for the sake of time. It says, abstain from all appearance of evil. It doesn't say abstain from evil. You notice that? It said, abstain from all appearance of evil. Okay? I'll give you an example there. Let's say that I'm at the mall and I see these bunch of guys, they're dressed in devil costumes. And they look really authentic in their devil costumes. I'm like, hey, man, that's cool. Can I take a picture? Man, you look just like Satan. Boy, I tell you, you look just like Satan. That photo somehow winds up on Facebook. That photo somehow winds up on Instagram. That photo somehow winds up in social media. Now a stranger walks up to you and say, hey, do you know this guy? Oh, oh yeah, 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 that's, that's Brother Shelton. Doesn't he go to your church? Yeah, 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 he goes to my church. Isn't he a deacon at a Sunday school teacher and a psalm leader? Testimony blown up. Did I, did I drink any blood? No. Did I go cavorting with the guys that I took the picture with? No. But the Bible says, and I trust and believe in God's word, it says abstain from even the appearance of evil. Are y'all with me? Okay. So there are, and uh, I got you in Proverbs, right? Okay, there are four things. Actually, there's five things. Preacher, the pastor preached on the fifth one this past Sunday morning and Sunday afternoon. He didn't know he did that, but he did. So I'm just going to talk about four things. 
four things quickly. There are four things, four reasons why I do not celebrate Halloween. Number one, Halloween promotes, venerates, and glorifies death. Number two, Halloween promotes, venerates, and glorifies darkness. Number three, Halloween promotes, venerates, and glorifies evil spirits, devils, and witches. Number four, Halloween glorifies, venerates, and celebrates fear. All right? Let's talk about the first one for a moment, death. Let's talk about death for a moment. Now you say, well, brother, does Halloween actually promote? You know what? You can't go into a Spirit Halloween or Walmart, a Lowe's, and I'm, I'm, I haven't been to the Spirit Halloween, but I've seen the signs outside. A Lowe's hardware store or even drive down your neighborhood without seeing skeletons, tombstones, and jack-o'-lanterns, which are all representatives of death. So don't tell me Halloween doesn't celebrate death because that's all you see in these stores. Okay, now I'm looking in my scriptures and I'm looking where Jesus said in John 3.16, where Jesus said, what did he say? John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Now at the end of that chapter, of chapter 3, it says that uh, 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 whosoever uh, believeth on the Son hath life, but whosoever believeth not in the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abideth on him. All right? And it also says, Jesus also said, that verily, verily, I say unto you, that he that heareth my word, all right, and, and believeth on him that sent me, hath everlasting life, and shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death into life. Jesus also said, verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me hath everlasting life. Jesus also said, I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me should, should never hunger, and he, he that believeth on me should never thirst. John 14, 6, we all know it. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh to the Father but by me. John 10 says, uh, Jesus said, and I give unto them eternal life. And they should never perish, neither should any man pluck them from my hand. John 11, it says, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Believest thou this? John, the 20th chapter, the author says, These things are written that ye might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing that ye may have through his name. So I'm, I'm looking at Jesus here who's life, 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 life. And Halloween, which is death, 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 death. I do not celebrate Halloween because I serve a risen Savior. He's in the world today. I know that he is living. Whatever man may say. I see his hand of mercy. I hear his voice of cheer. And just the time I need him, do you know he's always near? He lives. He lives. Christ Jesus lives today. 
He walks with me and he talks with me along life's narrow way. He lives. He lives. Salvation to impart. You ask me how I know he lives? And that is why I do not celebrate Halloween. Where I had you go? Proverbs? Proverbs 8? Okay. Proverbs 8. I want you to look at the uh, last two verses of Proverbs 8. Last two verses of Proverbs 8. And this is, uh, to give context, this chapter 8 is talking about the wisdom of God. But it says in Proverbs 8, 35 through 36, it says, For whoso findeth me findeth life, and shall obtain favor of the Lord. But he that sinneth against me wrongeth his own soul. All they that hate me love what? Death. This is why I do not celebrate Halloween. But it makes sense what the scripture says. It says all those that hate God love death. Because people who hate God, they have no problem murdering a baby in the womb and, and, and snatching his body out of his mother's womb. People who love death don't have a problem killing you and taking your money and, and your property. People who love death don't have a problem with euthanasia or infanticide. People who love death uh, uh, don't have a problem engaging in risky behavior that leads to HIV, AIDS, and then, and then they die. Why do they don't care? Because they hate God. And when you hate God, you love death. That's not me. That, that's the, that, you reading that for yourself, ain't you? I didn't say that, did I? Okay. Reason number two, I do not celebrate Halloween. Not talking about you. I'm just telling you my own personal convention, my own personal journey, why I do not celebrate Halloween. Halloween celebrates darkness. Now, I want, I want you to turn to page one of your Bible. Turn to page one of your Bible, and I hope you can figure out where that is. Turn to page one of your Bible. We're going to examine the first four verses. Page one of your Bible. We're going to examine the first four verses. Let me know when you're there. Page one of your Bible. Are you there? And it reads, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth, and the earth was without form and void and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, huh? Let there be light. And God saw the light, that it was good. And God divided the light from the darkness. All right, now. What I find so amazing is that God could have started anywhere in creation because he's God. He could have created the sun and the moon, which I don't think he created until the fourth day or something like that. You can check me on that. And he didn't create man until the sixth day. But for whatever reason, the first thing God did was he said he created light. And then he separated the light from the darkness. Now, if you notice in your text there, it says, and I think it's verse 4, doesn't it say that God saw the light? And what was his opinion of that light? It was good. Notice God did not say, let there be darkness. And then he said, oh, yeah, that darkness is pretty good. 
So I believe God was already discerning even in the first four verses of the entire word of God. God had already favored light. Well, at the top of our Bible study, we, we read in 1 John 1, 5 where it said God is light. So God is the definition of light. God is light. And in him is no darkness at all. That was what we started with. Amen. Okay. And so we see here that in the very first four of all of creation, God deals with light and he favors light because he said that the light is good. Now, I want to take you to the New Testament. I want you to turn to the book of uh, John, New Testament, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. And then we're going to go to... Uh, Matthew in a moment, but right now I just want you to go to uh, John. We're going to go back to John chapter 3 for a moment. This is St. John, not 1st John. This is St. John, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, the third chapter. And let's see what Jesus, who is God, God manifested in the flesh. So we already know there's not going to be any uh, discrepancy between the God of Genesis and, and, and Jesus, right? Because in the book of John, uh, Jesus also says, I and my Father are one. So we already know they're going to be in agreement. But I want you to look at uh, John, the third chapter, and verse 19. Are you there? John 3 and 19. Look what it says. It says, and this is the condemnation that light has come into the world, and men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. Okay? So you say, okay, well, what does that have to do with Halloween, brother? Well, the majority of people who trick-or-treat, they have a tendency to do it under the cover of darkness. You might catch a few that are, that'll go out early, but the majority of people who go out trick-or-treating or even doing anything as it relates to Halloween is always during the dark. Okay, but wait a minute. Didn't we read that God is light? And that God saw the light and God said that the light was good. And then we just read where Jesus said that men love darkness because their deeds are evil. Right. So it appears to me that even though Halloween glorifies darkness, that's the opposite of what God glorifies. God celebrates light. God is light. We just read that. Did you know that Jesus was arrested under the cover of darkness. I want you to look at, um, let's try Matthew 26 and 55. You go back to your left, you're in John, so you go back to uh, Luke and you uh, and Mark, and then you should hit Matthew. Matthew, what did I say, 26? 26 and 55, if you get there. Say amen. Okay. Now, why don't I have it? Okay. Matthew 26 and 55, here's what it says. It says, in that same hour said Jesus to the multitudes. He's talking about the, the enemies that came against them. Are ye come out as against a thief with swords and staves for to take me? I sat daily with you teaching in the temple, and ye laid no hold on me. What is Jesus doing there? He's calling out his enemies. That's what he's doing. He's saying, look, guys, y'all know I was at the temple 8 to 5, Monday through Friday, teaching and preaching. You could have gotten me there. Why are you coming out under the cover of darkness 
to arrest me. Ah, because of John 3 where I said that your deeds are evil. That's why you're coming out in the darkness. He knew why they were coming. But he was calling them out to let them know that, hey, you know what you're doing is wrong. You know what you're doing is wrong. This is why I do not celebrate Halloween because Halloween celebrates darkness. Halloween, this is point number three, Halloween celebrates devils, witches, and evil spirits. All right, now, some of you may say, well, come on, Brother Shelton, that's just make-believe Halloween characters all for funsies. Uh, no. I think I, I told this story, maybe it was to, to, to Brother Jim, it was someone, the very first time I went out soul winning, as a member of Central Park Baptist Church, where I wasn't a prayer partner, where I was actually the guy knocking on the door, the very first door that I knocked on when I went out soul winning, the lady that answered was a professing witch who practiced black magic. All right, so don't tell me witches aren't real. And, and, that, and she wasn't my last rodeo. I've met four more since then. All right. Uh, the first, well, I'm not going to tell you where it is, but I remember, you remember those houses. I could take you to the house. There are certain houses you just don't forget. I can take you to the house, but I'm not going to tell you where it is. But anyway, um, this last one that I went to, young lady over in Carrollton, I guess I shouldn't point, but anyway, um, she, she kept, I was trying to give her the gospel, and she kept telling me, I talk to dead people. I talk to dead people. I talk to dead people. And I was thinking to myself, no, I'm the one that's talking to a dead person because you're dead in your trespasses and sin. And without Jesus, you're going to burn and go to hell. Or go to hell and burn, however that works. Okay. I don't know how that works because I'm saved. Amen. Okay. But uh, witches are real. Okay. Out soul winning. My soul winning partner and I were over in Farmer's Branch. Y'all need to go soul winning with us sometime, man. There are some Bible adventures when you go soul winning. We were out soul winning in Farmer's Branch and... We had come to this neighborhood. There was houses along this side, houses along that side. And so we, my soul winning partner and I were just going to knock this row of houses down to the end of the street. So we knocked on the first door. Nobody was there. We just hung a flyer and going to the next house. A lady from the other side of the street bolted out of the house. And she said, we don't want you here. We don't want your religion. We don't want you here. Go away. Leave us alone. We don't want you here. And she was screaming at the top, screaming, spitting. And now, she was on the opposite side of the street. She didn't touch us. She didn't throw anything at us, thank goodness. But she was on the opposite side of the street screaming at us as we were knocking doors. So as good soul winners, we just went on to the next house. And then we went to the next house. And do you know that with each house that, that she left her house and she was crossing her neighbor's yard, stepping on flower beds, cutting through plants. She never did get on her, side, on her sidewalk. She was crossing over on her neighbor's yard. Get away from here. We don't want you here. We don't want you here. At the top of her lungs, we were like, what's wrong with her? And then... I got to looking at her, and she, she was saying, 
we don't want you here and, and we want you to leave. And I'm thinking, well, I'm only seeing one of you. What's, the, what's this Wii stuff? We're talking about a, a, a video game console? Or what are we talking about? Only the young people get that one. <laughs> but she was saying, we. I was looking with my physical eyes. I only saw one person. But I believe she probably had company. So me, personally, I think that she, she, she was devil-possessed. Okay, now I, I, I try to use the word devil instead of demon because, number one, the word demon is nowhere in the King James Bible. So I'm trying to be as biblical as possible. If I say devil possession, you're used to saying demon. Just, just go with me on that one, okay? But, but, but I, from personal experiences, um, I know that there are witches and evil spirits and devil-possessed people. Now, I'm not asking anybody here to take my word for anything that I've just said. Because guess what? We have a more sure word right here. And I want you to turn to the, to the last book of the Bible of this more sure word. I'm going to show you something. I want you to turn to Revelation 16, 13. Like I said, I don't want you to take my word if you don't want to believe there's a devil possessed people following me down the road or that I was talking to witches who saw dead people. I'm fine. I understand that. But I, I pray that you believe what comes out of this Bible. Amen. Chapter 16, Revelation 16, 13. Revelation 16, 13. Are you there? Yes. Look what it says. And it says, and I saw three unclean spirits. Unclean spirits, unclean spirits. In other words, evil spirits. Like frogs come out of the mouth of the dragon and out of the mouth of the beast and out of the mouth of the false prophet. Verse 14, for they are the spirits of devils working miracles which go forth into the kings of the earth and of the whole earth to gather them to the battle that the great day of God, uh, uh, of that great day of God almighty. All right, I want you to turn to Revelation 22nd chapter, the last chapter of the entire Bible, the last chapter of the entire Bible. Look at verse 15. Let me know when you're there. Amen. Revelation 22:15. Are you there? It says, for without, well, let me go back to verse 14. It says, blessed are they that do his commandments that they may have right to the tree of life. Amen to that. And may enter in the, through the gates into the city. Verse 15, for without are dogs and sorcerers and whoremongers and murderers and idolaters and whosoever loveth and maketh a lie. There are sorcerers. And now some of you who are Greek scholars, you're going to challenge me and say, well, brother, the Greek word for sorcery is pharmacoa, which means pharmaceuticals and drugs. So it's actually talking about people who use pharmaceuticals and drugs and it's not talking about witchcraft, <clears throat> wrong, 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 wrong. Haven't you ever heard of, of a witch making a magic potion? That is conjuring, that is enchantments, that is magic. So when it's talking about sorcery, it could be talking about potions, but guess what? 
is of the occult, and it's still classified as witchcraft. What's your point, Brother Shelton? Here's my point. This stuff happens in the future. The book of Revelation, this is stuff that hasn't happened yet. So if God's word is talking about it happening in the future, don't you think that those entities are in existence today? That it didn't end with the acts of the apostles? Which is the last time you read about anybody casting out devils is in the acts of the apostles. But I digress. Obviously, they're still very real today. And Halloween celebrates evil spirits, witches, and devils, which is the exact opposite of God. All right. Last one. Um, Halloween celebrates fear. Halloween celebrates fear. And everyone knows the familiar passage where it says, for God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. But here's the, the thing, and this is the one that's for me is personal that I kind of struggle with a little bit because I'm the guy that likes to scare people. Okay? This, this was my draw into celebrating Halloween was being able to scare, scare little kids and adults as well. Right? So this, this, one, this last one's a little personal for me. All right. We have today, and this is just from observing and from laboring and studying the scripture. We have today people who are paying $30, $40, $50, yes, even over $100 to go into these so-called haunted houses. Okay. What I find fascinating is that this is the time of year where almost everybody in the nation, including many Christians, seek to make themselves vulnerable and fearful of anything and everything except God. This is one of the and and, and, it, and, it, and I and granted, I used to participate in all of that stuff once upon a time. But now it boggles my mind. Why would I want to pay somebody $100 and say, Mr. Haunted House Manager, I want you to give me a heart attack, make my wife cry, and terrorize my kids to where they have nightmares until they're 20. Well, what's the draw? Who does that? Why would I want to pay somebody to give me a negative emotion? That doesn't compute. Let's see what Jesus has to say about that. Matthew 10, 28. Matthew 10, 28. Go back to the front of your New Testament. Matthew 10, 28. Matthew 10, 28. Let me know when you're there. Jesus says the following. And fear not them which kill the body but are able to kill the soul. Oh, excuse me. But fear not them which kill the body, but are not able to kill the soul, but rather fear him which is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. Jesus said, you're afraid of the wrong somebody. 
Okay, now I, I used to teach this, and admittedly I believe that, that I was teaching it wrongly when talking about fear of God, where I used to teach it was a, a reverential fear, but I believe that it's actually a terrorizing fear. Because even though I'm saved, just, the imagine, just imagining burning in hell terrorizes me. <laughs> if you gave me a choice between a pit of alligators, snakes, and sharks, which I all hate, and a pit of hell, guess which one I'm jumping in? After a while, crocodile, we're going at it. But I guarantee you I'm not jumping in the pit of hell. And the sad part is, is that lost people don't realize this. We who are saved, we, we, we know we're, we're, we're destined, all right? And we also know that God doesn't necessarily send anyone to hell. People send themselves to hell by rejecting Jesus, okay? But lost people are the ones who should be terrified instead of running through a haunted house. Oh, the ghost is ch- the ghoul is chasing me. No, you need to be worried about if you're going to be burning in hell for all eternity. That should terrorize. It terrorizes me, and I'm saved. This is why I, I, and my household, we do not celebrate Halloween because it glorifies death, it glorifies darkness, it glorifies evil spirits, witches, and, and, and devils, and it glorifies fear. Now, having said all that, as we get, we're getting ready to close here, having said all of that, there are some great opportunities for the soul winner during this time of year. You're saying, huh, what, huh, huh? There are some great opportunities for the soul winner this type of time of year because normally for the soul winner, what do you do? You get your gospel tracts, you gather up your information, you go out to the neighborhood, you go out into the world, and you knock doors. But what's great about this time of year is that the world comes to your doorstep. <laughs> Not looking for Jesus, but they're coming to your doorstep. So you don't have to go out door to door and, and knock on Halloween night. They're coming to you. Perfect opportunity for soul winning. And, and, if, I had an op- and if I knew that I had trick-or-treaters coming to my house, these are the four things that I would do. I gave you four reasons why I, I do not celebrate Halloween. I'm going to give you four ideas to try if you know trick-or-treaters are coming in, into your neighborhood. Don't turn off your porch light, turn off all the lights, close the door, and act like you're not home. No, this is an opportunity for you to soul win. Okay? Step number one, play gospel music. Now, the world... You've gone, driven through neighborhoods. You've seen the, 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 the people who have the haunted house, the, the, their house dressed up real nice. What do they have? They have the outside speakers playing the little woo-hoo-hoo-hoo and all the spooky music to kind of set the ambiance as the trick-or-treaters are coming up to their house. Well, I say instead of playing all the woo that you play songs, uh, uh, psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Okay, and you say, why do you do that? Drive the evil spirits away. What? Huh? What? What? Drive the evil spirits away. Okay, Brother Shelton, you lost me again. All right, let me give you a proof text. 
1 Samuel 16, the last verse of 1 Samuel 16, the last verse of 1 Samuel 16, starting from the front of your Bible, you got Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, Joshua, Judges, Ruth. Then you'll get to 1 Samuel, you wind up in 2 Samuel, 1 Kings, 2 Kings, 1 Chronicles, 2 Chronicles, you would have gone too far to your right. 1 Samuel 16, this is, by the way, the chapter before the David and Goliath battle, which is in yeah. chapter 17. Look at the last verse of 1 Samuel 16. Last verse of 1 Samuel 16. Are you there? David played his instrument for Saul, and what happened as a result? What? Oh, the evil spirits left. So if David can play holy music for Saul and run off the evil spirits, why wouldn't that work today? Just asking for a friend. Paul admonishes us. Oh, we got to go. Paul admonishes us in two different epistles that we are to sing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Now, he didn't necessarily say that was for warding off evil spirits, but it, it just can't hurt. So I would start off with playing gospel music. Second, I would give a gospel track along with the tree. All right, my wife and I did this when we were in Flower Mound. It's 100% effective, as effective as the polio vaccine, okay? They will not turn away that gospel track. If, if it happens to you, please let me know. Every time I've handed them a treat with that gospel track, they take it. I never, oh, wait a minute, oh, I can't handle none of that Jesus stuff there, buddy. <laughs> they will take that gospel track, and that's what you want to do. You want to get the gospel in their hand. Okay, so number two, you give them a gospel track along with the treat. Number three, and this is the one I like, you engage in conversation with them. You do just like you do when you're out soul winning. They're at your door, and more with the parents than with the children. Mind you, more with the parents. But you say, hey, I go to Central Park Baptist Church. Where do you go to church? And then you can just talk about Jesus and church all day long. And you know what I like about that so much? They can never slam the door in your face <laughs> because they're at your house. Now, they can walk off, but you can talk about Jesus and church all day long. Number four, and we got to quit. This is actually the most important one. Pray. Pray for the trick-or-treaters before they even hit your doorstep. Pray, Lord, I don't know who you're sending this way, but I pray I have an opportunity to give them the gospel. Pray for the trick-or-treaters before they get to your doorstep. Pray for your trick-or-treaters after they leave. Lord, I don't know if that individual was saved, or Lord, I ran into another Christian who was out soul winning. Lord, please strengthen their walk with, with God. All right? See, if possible, if the Holy Ghost allows you to, see if you can pray with them while they're on your doorstep. We used to do this, and we still do it sometimes when we go soul winning, but especially during the COVID time when we were soul winning, we would ask the people, hey, while we're here, is there anything we can pray with you about? You can do that with the, with the trick-or-treater. Hey, since you're here and we're engaged in conversation, is there anything I can pray with you about? So those are the, the four recommendations that I, I would make. Play gospel music. Give them a gospel track with their treat. Engage them in conversation. And pray 
pray, pray. Amen? So you got the four reasons why I do not celebrate Halloween, but you also have four recommendations on what I would do during this time of year if trick-or-treaters were to cross my path. That's all that I got, so let's go to the Lord in prayer at this time. Heavenly Father, Lord, this is the message. Heavenly Father, Lord, I pray, Father, that uh, there was no damage done to your word tonight, Lord, that you were glorified and magnified by this particular study, Lord, even though it was more of a personal testimony in a lot of ways. But, Father, I just pray, Lord, that you, you'll just uh, work on the, on, the, on the hearts of all of us, Lord. And, Father, to have us to have comfort, Lord, and strength in your word, Lord. To know, Father, that you are a God of light, that you are a God of life, Lord. And in you is no darkness at all. Lord, we pray, Father, that that word alone will bring us comfort. We know that we have many different challenges and, and distractions facing us outside of these walls. Father, I just pray, Lord, that you would uh, strengthen all of your beloved saints, Lord, by way of uh, this word. And uh, we just ask this in the blessed name of Jesus. Amen. Come right now.